Welcome back to another episode of Made to Make It. Oh yeah, I am Marche, the one and only, here to let you know, even though you may be going through it, and we all are at this point, you are made to make it through it. That's what you must know. So this week, the whole world is turned upside down. Yes. R.P. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and so many others. But this week I want to focus on, are you cursed or do you just like cursing? You know when the Bible says that somebody cursed. Now, for a long time, people couldn't read the Bible. So whatever they told you, that's what you went with. So, many preachers have been told the story. And to be honest, I doubt that they have read the story themselves. For I know 90% of people who attend church on a regular basis, they haven't read the Bible cover to cover. Even even if they have, they probably haven't sat down with it and read it from an objective standpoint, you know, and just question it, if you will. So I've always wondered, what does the church and what does the Bible say about why black people would be treated so horribly on a regular basis and subject to slavery. You know, why is that our curse? What's going on with that, you know? So I did a little research and I went to Genesis 9, 20 through 27. And many pastors tell a story like this. Ham is the descendant we are the descendant of Ham, excuse me. And Noah had three sons. He got drunk one night. His son Ham made fun of him. And off of that, his descendants are cursed. And we are his descendants. And the curse was black skin. And that's why we are in slavery, because we're bad. We are the descendants of Ham. And we made fun of Noah and his drunkenness. And the curse comes from Noah, by the way. This does not come from God when you go and read it. And again, that's Genesis 20 through 27. Now, it does not say anything about darkness of skin or nothing like that. But the person that told me this was a preacher. And when he was telling me the story, he was talking to... The whole congregation. And everyone is nodding their head in agreement. Now, at this point, when he tells me the story, I have not read the Bible at all. I haven't thought about reading it, and I go to church on a regular basis. But this more so for social reasons, and I have friends there. It's not because I'm looking for God. But I've always wondered about that. Why do people feel as though it's all right to harm and treat black people bad? Well, it's because of that story right there. They believe that you are... De- descendants of Ham, and he made fun again. 
He laughed at him, which is what you're supposed to do with drunk people. When you come in contact with someone who is not in their right frame of mind, you know they have been drinking, you know they are intoxicated, you are not intoxicated, you are in your right frame of mind, then you need not to take that person seriously. You need to laugh at them, let them know they messing up, they shouldn't be drinking, they feeling bad. Oh, why are you laughing? Why are you making fun of me? I'm making fun of you because you're drunk. You shouldn't be drunk. If you wouldn't get drunk, I wouldn't be making fun of you. Get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to stuff like that, I could tell that for a long time, people didn't read the Bible and they still don't. Because the story says nothing about being cursed. I mean, uh, cursing a dark skin. Nothing like that. Uh, The story actually says that, yeah, his descendants was cursed, but... I'm like, why would his descendants get cursed? And he did the shit. And he ain't do nothing wrong at that. Didn't make sense to me. So off that, I called it BS. Because you're supposed to make fun of drunk people. You don't take them serious. If someone that's intoxicated with you squirt to fight with you, you're not supposed to squirt with them and knock their block off. You are in the wrong den. And I hope you acknowledge that. And if you can't see that, then I need you to get a new set of eyes, man, or a woman. So that is the basis for why the country and the average Caucasian citizen, a.k.a. the average Christian, feels as though it's all right to harm black people because they go to Genesis 20 through 27. Genesis 9, excuse me, chapter 9, verses 20 to 27, be exact. And they feel as though we are harmed and they feel right with keeping us, quote unquote, in our places because we are bad people. Now, we love the Bible and we don't go to Genesis 20. We go to Jesus said, treat others how you want to be treated. And for God so loved the world, he gave us, you know, the only forgotten son, begotten son, stuff like that. So, that's another problem is we are both going to the same book. Our enemy is going to the same book that we're going to. we just going to different passages. We're going to look at what Jesus said. They're going to look at what Noah said because that's the one who put the curse out. You know, this isn't even from God, you know. So it's just crazy. You know, we just have to have the strength and the love to know that we are enough, you know. And that's what's the most important part of everything. And that's what I see. I see that everyone is coming together and we're finding out, well, we will find out that we are enough, you know. You just have to work together. And we will get it done. And that's important because change is important. Because I cannot continue to live like this. Yes, everybody like clothes and shoes or whatever it is, like nice stuff. But what's the use of having nice stuff if the best stuff you have, which is your life, ain't nothing you got better than your life, that can be taken. And the person that takes your life won't be punished. And they feel like if they got a badge and they take your life, they doing right. They go to the Bible and go to that uh, chapter 9, 
verse 20 through 27 feel like they doing right. They doing God's work by putting you down. Now, of course, they didn't really read. It's, it's ridiculous. But we have to just love each other and continue to unite and know that we are enough. Love one another. That is the key. That's the best way to really combat hate, which is what's holding on, you know, to the uh, the rhetoric. It's coming from the top. There's a lot of uh, hate and ignorance and concrete thinking. And, you know, the newer generation, they're beyond that. So we have to wait until everyone else comes, a.k.a. the older generation, changes their way of thinking and let go of their racist views for things really to change because they're the ones that continuously perpetrate the system, you know, and locking up and killing, taking innocent life, which is the best thing you have is your life. So they have already proven they would take that from you. And, like, the crazy part is that death is the only thing that you have that's guaranteed once you get in here. Everyone has a birthday and a death date. So they already proved they're going to kill you. Or you're going to die. It ain't even that they're going to kill you. So after you know that you know you have a, a date, so it's like, all right, well, how do I live? Well, you have the knowledge of right and wrong. You know what's wrong is take something that's not yours. You know it's wrong to hit someone or assault someone who hasn't hurt you or harmed you in any way, you know. So you live right and do right by others, and you feel like you would do good. And whenever it come, you will be ready for it. And that sh- should be good enough. But here in America, being black is a crime. And it's been like that for a long time. So once being black is no longer a crime, which is hard for them to get that out of their DNA because this country started off with being black being a crime. So... We just want to be free. And they prove they would rather see us dead than free. And our only problem is at this point is that we're afraid to die, see. So you got to let go of that fear. And really I look at it like, you know, it's, it's that for somebody to live for nothing. And who is that somebody? My nephew is that somebody. My niece is that somebody. I hate knowing that they can leave the house and have an encounter with the police. And the police says that he was in danger of their life. And all and all I have to do is just go to the precinct, write that down on a piece of paper, and nothing will happen to them. And I know that my niece and my nephew, they aren't aggressive people. They don't provoke people. They don't enjoy fighting. That's not who they are. But for the officer to know that all he has to do is to be having a good day, or having a bad day, rather, and he, however it goes, he going to beat it. They're going to work together. They're going to say what needs to be said. It don't matter what really happened. It matter what we write down. It, it matter what we want to say. We're going to turn off this body cam. 
or we ain't gonna turn it on at all. You know. So until that changes, and that took a long time to take place. That took a long time to be implemented. Implemented. We are talking about hundreds of years of pain, hundreds of years of subjugation, hundreds of years of believing they're doing right by doing by doing us wrong. So, I know people don't want to look at it like that, but that's the only way to look at it. It took time to make this system like it is, so it's going to take time to break it down. And you got to rebuild from scratch. That's the only way. Because it's too ingrained. It's, It's deep. It's in the DNA. So, you want to build a new country, you're going to have to build... A whole new country from scratch. And they don't want to do that. But they have to. Because it's over. The economy is crashed. It ain't crashed, but hey, you got 30 million unemployed people. And that's what's on the books. That's within the last eight weeks. It's 30 million unemployed. When you're talking about the unemployed before they started counting, we just talking about the last eight weeks, man. It's 30, 30 million unemployed people. So a lot of people hurting, a lot of people jobless. And we all going through the same thing. It's like we all human. We all going through this coronavirus, this COVID-19. And in the midst of it all, you still got the time to be racist. You know. You still got the time. To subjugate and have your foot on a man's neck and kill him literally. And I've never seen someone have their knee placed directly on somebody's neck. I've never seen that. I've always heard of the metaphor, you know, the white man got his foot on my neck. I've always known of that metaphor, but I've never seen it literally. And to see it literally... It's heartbreaking, especially when he doesn't until the man dies. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. And that's exactly what's been happening. We've been getting killed. Time and time again. So until they value our life, all of our lives, then, hey, you got to do what you got to do. It's that time. You got to pick a side. That's where we at right now. What side are you on? I'm on the side of right. You know. So are you cursed or do you just like cursing? Man, I just like cursing. Fuck that. Talking about that curse shit. I can't believe they said that shit. And only people who will believe that they cursed... You know, I won't say the only people who will believe that. The only person who will tell you you cursed is a person that won't harm for you. They do not want you to do the best in life. And when you believe that you cursed, some bad shit going to happen because you believe some bad shit going to happen. So we have to believe not that we are cursed. We have to believe that we are chosen. 
We have to believe that we are blessed to be black. It's a privilege to be black. The power, the love, is like no other. There's only one me. And you have to love you and know that. And get your get your power. You know, you get your power away when you're talking about you waiting on the motherfucker. No, this is your opportunity to make a lasting impact. You ain't got to wait on nobody. Because you never know when you're going to go. So, it's nothing that's promised. But, love is the best thing going, I can tell you that. And I want to take this time to have a moment of silence for my pops. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. R.P. Mr. Ricky Hill. Fast Black. Tucson. Sir Rich. A lot of aces, but to me, he was just pops. A great individual who loved life. He passed on March 27, 2020, of natural causes. He lived a great life, and all who he came in contact with remembered him and loved him and was grateful that they came in contact with him because he always loved life and gave you a reason to love life and had inspiring and motivational words. So, you know, you got to take it one day at a time because nothing is promised. That's this episode of Made to Make It. Are you cursed or do you just like cursing? I just like cursing. Peace and love. Stay safe out there.